0: Performance knows that, according to studies, nearly 30 million men suffer from ED and won't do anything about it. Maybe they're afraid the solution will be painful. Maybe they don't react well to medication. Maybe they're afraid it won't work. Don't be part of that 30 million. Call 1-800-210-8181. That's 1-800-210-8181. Or visit peakperformanceformen.com. Peak Performance. Man at his peak.
1: creator of Namology Science and author of Know the Name, Know the Person. And in each weekly show, you'll hear the fascinating ways other people discovered the genius in them and what they were able to accomplish. At the end of each show, you'll hear clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius. All over the world, people have many, many diverse interests. And in that vein, people have asked about different occupations and areas of life and have highly interested them. People want to know how highly successful people have managed to achieve their genius mindset by utilizing the gifts that are seen in their name, utilizing namology science. So how does someone express their creative talents and how does someone share those gifts with others in such a way that all benefit? Our expert tonight is David Edar, who has developed his genius in the area of ancient sciences. David Edar has combined astrology, numerology, and tarot in order to assist people in their life path. Astro means heavenly or celestial. The logic means reasoning conducted according to the principles of proof and inference. Sciences is part of the name astrologic sciences as it's a systematic knowledge of the physical or material world gained through observation and experimentation. These ancient sciences are combined to give people a thorough understanding of their life path and purpose, as well as what's coming next for them. David has been an astute student of these ancient methodologies for, oh, so (laughs) many years, and is a well-respected expert in these areas. David's name indicates that he has a tendency to be a workaholic. Perhaps that's why just knowing one modality isn't enough. His name also indicates that he bases his life on his understanding of religion, and he's quite charismatic. He also considers everyone his family, thus he wants everyone to know what he has realized. Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You radio show, David.
2: Hi, Sharon. How are you? What an intro. We're
1: all doing <laughs> We're so glad I'm you joined too. us today.
2: I'm too. I, I've, you know, I've been looking forward to it so much, so...
1: You know, I, uh, I was just... amazed when you came to the lecture that I gave years ago now on Namology Science, how quickly you picked that up. Do you incorporate any of that in your astrologic sciences?
2: Well, let's just put it this way. You were so amazing. I was so impressed that I felt like you were hiding some sort of astrology behind this because I was like, how she get that? You know, I started to realize that a lot of a lot of the names almost line up with their astrology as well, and I found that a little intri- well very intriguing. Let's just put it that way. It caused me to buy your book and read it page uh, front to cover and uh, cover to end. Let's put it that way. Uh, and and was I find it useful, especially when I have to deal uh, with introductions of, of new clients. Let's say I have to go to a holistic festival or something, and most people don't always have uh their birth information such as time of birth. The name is one of the biggest clues I can use to gather accuracy for what I'm doing. It, there is a vibration to that name, and I've taken some of that by the fact that you know I, I explain this to people by having them put their their I know this is crazy, put your hand over your mouth. You know and say your name you know and see how it feels against the palm of your hand then do that and say your significant other's name and what that feels like there is a vibration that is carried in names and it just it had never occurred to me to look at at science to the degree that that you've taken me in into that subject to put it together you know, there was, there's a couple of names out there that, you know, I always tell my friends, no, I did that. Oh, we want you to meet so-and-so. And they give out the name and I don't even know their birth information. And I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> well, we can pass that one <laughs> up <laughs> because what I had learned from what I, I got from your book, it just kind of told me, you know, be careful what you ask for. Uh, some names are, are charged with, uh, either a lot of joy, a lot of light, a lot of love, or a, lo- a lot of heaviness, a lot of depression, <laughs> uh, a lot of uh, two-facedness, I guess is the best way I could put that word. They present one face, but that is not the person you're dealing with. Now, I'm not going to name those That's names nice. here, because we don't know who's listening, but <laughs> I loved the book. I was so impressed, so very impressed.
1: Well- Well, I was so amazed at how quickly you caught it all on, and and I'm so glad it's been able to assist you. Uh, We need to take a break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which can be heard on knowthename.com. After the break, you're going to find out how David looks at astrology, numerology, and tarot much differently than other astrologers do. It's really amazing to see how he puts together and combines all of these. And for you that want to go to his website, it's www.astrologicsciences.com, and that is spelled A-S-T-R-O-L-O-G-I-C, sciences.com.
5: Help us help a veteran make it through the night.
1: Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Our guest tonight is David Edar, whose website is com. david please let us know how you got interested in astrology and then numerology and then tarot and which one came first and how did you start
2: <laughs> wow good question uh that's a lot of, i get asked that a lot quite frankly um you know 21 years ago i'm a product of the 80s and the 90s and um let's just start with the eighties. They were kind of wild times, so to say, so, so wild, uh, to the degree that, um, you know, I decided, uh, that if I didn't get a handle on one of my personal addictions, which happened to be alcohol at the time that, uh, you know, the, the life I always dreamed of was not going to come, become real. And and so much so to the fact, you know, I'm adopted and, I wasn't like the family I I, I was raised by, you know, Uh, it's a fantastic family and very, you know, very religious family as well. Um, But, you know, I noticed that I tend to have, have had a very high alcohol tolerance, which I realized, you know, wasn't healthy and I had a real healthy respect. Uh, for the law that I never wanted to be introduced to local or regional law enforcement agencies, uh, because of this this drinking that I was doing, so I uh, I took myself to an AA meeting and and you know had had uh, exercised the the format that they have there, and you know I'm supposed to maintain this anonymity, so I I guess I can leave some of the the details other than the fact that I think the whole world knows what AA is all about. And, uh, and I got sober in within the first year, I had the focus, uh, to start looking for answers in regards to myself. Cause I got in, yeah, you know, I got sober at a young age, uh, or what, yeah. You know, and a good age, let's just put it that way. I, I, I didn't need any more proof that I had an issue. Um, and I, I was, you know, I had a really good friend to kind of, point out some of my shortcomings in, in my behavior patterns that, uh, you know, kind of uh, led me down this path that I have absolutely no regrets 21 years later. In the process, uh, I started being asked to assist others in, 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 in their, you know, journey through sobriety, and there was a time where me and one of my, my, my other friends in, in the program uh, who also had the same name, David. We were getting a little competitive with with working uh, with others uh, on on their sobriety and who could, you know, do the best job. Which you don't do that in a program. Number one, that's just <laughs> we were just trying. Yeah, we were the ego obviously got a hold of us to see who how many people we could help and, and be of service to and and to get them through the the steps. Well, my my buddy um, and I had both had a newcomer uh, each come in around the same time and we'd see him at meetings and we'd work with them and uh, hit with the, the guy he, he was assisting uh, ended up committing suicide on his watch and um, it, it threw him over the edge because then he started feeling responsible. That's why I say don't ever do that. Uh, out of the sheer fact that, that, you know, it was what it was, and this this, this person that had, had come to him had deeper issues than he realized, and we can only work with what they tell us. Well, that's when I, I, I was like, I you know, I, I like helping people, and I want to be of service, but I need more information other than what they're telling me because literally uh, some of these people's lives are in our hands, whether we realize it or not. And of course, with a name like David and then the astrology chart that I possessed, you know, a little anal about, you know, more data and more information uh, led me, you know, to my first uh, science, which was numerology. And, uh, you know, got a hold of a few books. Uh, well, I read, I, I always use the power of three. I, I need three reference points. And, you know, if I'm gathering the same information from all three, or everyone saying the same thing, you know, they might say it in three different ways, or using three different types of metaphors. I know that, that there's going to be some truth uh, to that particular part of the information that I'm receiving. And uh, I started using numbers, because there was only one through nine you needed to learn. and And then the, you know, There's three master numbers. Some other numerologists say four, you know, and those master numbers are the 11s to 22s and the 33s. And it was basically the basics in numerology on someone's life path, which even what was written in numerology, um, gave some very good, strong general science about the personality type. And, uh, then one of my, my, uh, cousins, uh, had a coffee book on our table that, uh, was, uh, a big book that was on, on, on birthdays, you know, and it was a general tax, but a big, big book, uh, sitting there. And I, I flipped it over to my birthday and I went, Oh Lord, they, they really nailed this, you know, in, in, the fact that I'm looking at some general generalities in regards to a birth date, um, and that's how I got hooked on the second science, uh, which happened within the six-month period afterwards. And so the combination of the numerology and the astrology set me off there, and I noticed that, that I had much more of a rapport and an ability, you know, to ask pertinent questions Questions that regarded, you know, uh, someone's situation and from the general statistics that I was getting from one of my birthday books that was in regard to astrology, I had much more detail and uh, I could find out, you know, where the real problems lie and, and assist uh, the people that, that, you know, asked me to be their sponsor in the program. At that point, you know, in in the meetings that I went to, I had anywhere from 15 to 40 people, you know, on a daily basis, sitting in a room, and I knew everybody's birthday, you know, and now, yeah, I, it got to a point I know those I know this sounds crazy, but it got to a point that I saw them as stars and numbers versus their name, you know, and I was watching. <laughs> I was watching it play out live in front of me whenever they would share and uh and I started to get you know really intrigued by the accuracy of of personality types that then I went ahead and got me a software program and and knowledge into uh, well actually reading because you know, my full name, dear. And, and, uh, you met me when I was still using my full name and everything that I did. And I couldn't get my my nose out of the books because at this point, my sobriety program was a success and it was obvious in my work. It was obvious in my personal relationships. Uh, but more than anything else, the fun I was having, uh, with, with people, that allowed me to really enjoy myself. So numerologically, my life path is at three, and anybody that learns numerology knows, you know, that's kind of like the party number, I guess, the real social, let's let's have a good time and enjoy ourselves kind of number. And um, the other aspect is that I like seeing something prove itself, Uh, you know, with the program that I was working in, uh, or the program I was working spiritually, I've come from a very uh, strong Christian fundamentalist family and a strong fundamentalist raising. There was, I mean, you know, I can't look at my parents and say that the issues that that got formatted were because of my home life. There was no drinking at home, you know, and uh, my parents, you know, really, really uh, loving in regards to how they, uh, treated me and, and their natural-born other two children. Uh, so I found it odd that, you know, that all three of their their children, the adopted one and the two others, all had heavy addiction problems, which, you know, when I got a hold of the astrology, I understood, it, but back then I just, it didn't make any sense to me how a family who really laid down the rules of of good nurturing and really watching their words, never utilizing words that were harsh or judgmental, like, you know, Oh, you're so stupid for doing this, or you're such an idiot for doing that. Those kind of words leave imprints on people. And my parents didn't do that to any of us. So, you know, there's these, these addiction issues that we suffer for. Yeah. Maybe we could call it the eighties or the late seventies, you know, transpiring into the nineties. But, uh, you know me just being the oddball of the bunch and uh living through you know the fact that I was very separate in regards to the way my brother and sister uh operated with me, uh which I was taking real personally, thinking you know they just you know they just always go together in other words, once my parents adopted me, my mother got pregnant immediately, and they say this is real common because the woman's Stress levels are gone, and, uh, and then all of a sudden she's, she's able to have children again. Um, I come to find out it was all based on astrology. And that was that's the turning point. Yeah, that's, that's the crazy part. That's, that's the best part is that because their astrology lined up so closely with that of the combination of, of their natural-born parents, that it, it, it was uh, it made sense. Uh, Prior to that, I was taking, you know, I'm so glad I learned astrology because I used to take everything personally. I had a sensitivity about myself uh, that was tied to the way I'm made, you know. And then Tarot came after I, I, uh, you know, had to go, had to go, and I say it on purpose, had to go pro and and do this for a living after 2008 when we had the big, you know, Goldman Sachs Lehman Brothers crash. Uh, the uh, corporate world that I lived in, that I was very successful in, uh, you know, took a downfall with financing, and um, you know, uh, finding work and competing with so many other people out of work uh, made it very, very difficult to you know find employment. So you know, one of my friends just kept so saying, you, "You're
1: you." So we all got lucky because all that happened, so that you really went into this. Uh, We need to take another break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. This show is dedicated to the ancient sciences. After the break, we'll find out about some of the different ways that David has assisted people. His website, again, is astrologicsciences.com. You know, there's a famous quote by J.P. Morgan that says, millionaires don't use astrology, billionaires do. And so, um, you know, when we look at that, that's J.P. Morgan really telling us that astrology is highly important and that the timing in astrology is very important because all days aren't really created equally so we'll find out more about that after our next break Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is David Edar, who can be reached versus his website at astrologicsciences.com. David, would you mind giving our listeners something that each one of them can use according to their sun sign, like perhaps where's their area of greatest growth for the summer, or something that would be personal to their sun sign?
2: Oh, Absolutely. But this is what I can do to make it a little bit more uh worthwhile that, you know, if they want to take notes or something, they can look at this uh beginning on the next new moon because it it, it, it can kind of you know, when you're you're interviewing astrology astrologers, let's put it that way, uh and most people stay astrologist, I always freak out when they do that when you're interviewing an astrologer, it's always good to do the following month out because there are so many websites out there to gather information that, you know, it's, it's better to do something that's coming versus something that already is because there's numerous websites people can go and check. So what I will do is talk about what's coming, uh, when we hit this next new moon, uh, on the 23rd, Friday, around 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, which would probably be 8.30 your time, if I'm not mistaken, because you're on Eastern Time. Am I correct, Sharon?
1: Yes, we are, over here. Awesome.
2: Well, uh, this next uh, new moon is going to bring for Aries, and I'll begin with Aries. Uh, Some interesting things revolving around their home and family. Uh, they're still experiencing a need to to connect more closely with their family. They uh, are either planning things that, that that involve their siblings or their children or personal friends. They're going to want to do some entertaining at home. Uh, these are the things that are actually helping them to decompress. They seem to be having a lot of stress at work, and a lot of it is due to their, their lack of patience. Aries is a very fiery, energetic sign, a very me-oriented type uh, sun sign. They're action-oriented, but they're in a a place where we've hit a a summer period that uh, has put a lot of their work issues uh, on a slower uh, note than they like, and uh, because they have some transits going on in their 10th house... Uh, with a planet called Pluto sitting up there, they probably would do best uh, uh, being patient and watching their temper as well as their words and trust that everything is working out in their favor. Things It's just not okay. working out the way they like it to. So that's Great. what's going that's on. That's
1: wonderful me. for Aries. Okay, the next sign. How
2: so? Is that good? Did you enjoy that?
1: Yeah. That's good. Cool. But we've got to keep them kind of brief or we won't get through all 12 signs.
2: Well, you tell me how much time I have, love, and I'll tell you what I can do because I have no clue right here what timing we have. How much time do you want me on the next okay. one? How much? About
1: one minute to one and a half minutes for each sign. We're good.
2: Got it. One minute to one and a half. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> my clock is behind me. <laughs> so, Taurus. Well, look at Taurus and what they're going through. Taurus is dealing with a lot of work issues right now. And uh, they're also having to to learn new ways of doing things. Their old mode of of, of behavior, that uh, Taurus can be a bit of a stubborn sign to get things done, uh, is a struggle. They might be struggling to make a vacation happen, which would be very, very much in their favor. But, again, that's about getting somebody else to join them on a vacation to make it fun. Uh, They seem to be glad when they get home these days. Um, But Taurus is is learning new ways of doing things uh, psychologically. And it's a little tough for them because they have to let go of some old belief systems. And if they can do that, they're going to do fine. Venus happens to be in their first house right now for Taurus itself. So they are doing a little bit of indulging, that's for sure uh we'll get over to gemini this sign has had a really really tough time and they've had a tough time for the last 2 years they have an opposition by saturn that is challenging the way they do things uh in regards to how it affects everyone else uh they're doing a lot of ducking and hiding or looking for the path of least resistance if they're going down this road this is not in their favor whatsoever Um, they might be a little, um, given to self-indulgences this month. They're finding one of the planets, uh, assisting them and making them a little distracted, I guess is the best way to say it, where fun, entertainment, excitement, just going out and doing something, uh, that isn't as serious is kind of going to be their style, um, They should do well for the most part, but they're going to do really well if they can stay focused on work. They will meet their goals if they can hold their focus there and walk away with the award since half the people at work are on vacation anyway. We look at Cancer, and this is where that new moon is going to fall. Was that good? I actually... That
1: was good. Nice short. Yes.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm trying to keep them at a minute, love, so that you can have fun with this one. We're moving to Cancer, and this is where the new moon is laying its focus because this new moon is going to be in the sun sign cancer. And the new moon, for those of you who don't know, is when there is no light of the moon showing up, which is always the best time to start or initiate things. Cancer has a lot of time to focus on themselves, but they need to be aware that their um, emotional nature is, wow, oh, at its highest point. They are, <laughs> They are really emotional at this time <laughs> and they seem to be taking that out on their relationship, uh, partner. So if they can count to 10 and not take whatever's going on with, with their partner, quit taking, take the focus off their partner and focus on themselves and find a way to release that energy, hopefully through yoga or some form of exercise or clean the damn house. God knows that, you know, Sometimes they get overwhelmed that they lose sight of everything that they do well at. Uh, they'd be great. Um, but those are the ones that hopefully can know that for those next 28 days after the 23rd to just be nice to their partners because it's not their partner's fault. It's really their fault. Their emotions are on high. Leo's this is going to be a tr- tough one because Leo's are going through a bit of frustration period right now. Leo's love, uh, Leo's love the drama of life and love living large. You know, if you want a, a good way to understand Leo's think of royal families, you know, uh, if you watch any TV shows, think of the crown or, or rain or Versailles and you're looking at Leo living out large, uh, right now they have the planets moving in, into a placement of frustration and, and hidden tension. Their best bet, if you can get them moving, is, is uh, to get them to, to kind of commit themselves to some sort of exercise plan, if at all possible, because that's going to be the best way that they can release energy. Work is going well, despite all of the, the craziness, the things that don't follow plan happen. You know, um, they're going to be fine, but, but they're going to have a tough time until the next new moon that actually is in Leo, and then everything returns back to normal for those guys. Virgos. Okay. So Virgos, they're going to, they're, they're, they're just planning vacations if they can. Virgos is looking for a way to get away, you know? So this new moon is going to give them an opportunity to do that. And if they can get away with friends and, and groups, or, or get away with, with, with hanging out with their friends or groups or their networks, they're going to have a blast. Okay, But if they can't get away, find some sort of seminar or education program that you can be a part of, that other uh, people in your life can participate in. You'll have a really, really good time. Money is flowing Virgo's way. So, you know, we got Jupiter in their second house. Uh, this is really helping Virgo out to really do something that serves them. This gives them a chance to ground and let go of all of their fear, worry, and anxiety, etc. And And just, you know, give themselves a little slack and have some fun. Now, I know we're getting to a real important one here because this one's Libra. And I don't know who I'm talking to on this phone, but I have a funny (laughs) feeling that Libra might be important here. Now, for people to to understand Libra, Libra is ruled by Venus. So it is the prettiest sign in the zodiac. So here comes all the sugar because she was nice enough to ask me to come on her show today. But, uh, dear Libra, you're entering into a period of of high work activity, okay? This new moon is hitting your 10th house of career, self-mastery and personal achievement. And you are the luckiest sign in the zodiac for the whole year because Jupiter is hanging out in your first house and part of fortune is sitting right above it. So, fortunately, I think this this program you're doing tonight and the rest of them you do for the next... Four weeks, sweetheart, are really going to light up your career, okay, because you're having excellent success at accessing the kind of people or the kind of speakers with the kind of knowledge that actually interests your audience. You have life, You have a North Node Life Destiny playing out in long-term futures that's very much in your favor. Now, you're going through some home issues because Pluto's in your fourth house of home and family. So, you know, you're looking either for a new place to live or buying some new land and moving from where you're at. Libras are going to have a lot of focus about, you know, making some sort of big move in regards to their home and where they live. Uh, But right now, the focus has to be on their work. And if they can combine the two, it's going to work in their favor. Venus, your ruling planet, is sitting in your eighth house of other people's money. It's the house that Scorpio rules, and Scorpio rules sex, death, taxes, and other people's money. And having, you know, Venus sit in that sign for Libra and Jupiter in their first house. Y'all are really, you know, the bell of the ball for, for this next new moon. And so utilize that in your favor because it, it is very, very much there to help you. People have a hard time saying no. Uh, Just make sure that you're, you know, pretty accurate about the details. We have Saturn in the third house, but Saturn loves Libra. And when you're dealing with someone like me who happens to be a Capricorn ruled by Saturn, it was real funny how we just can't say no to you. It's is crazy how that works. So you are the bell of the ball. Let's get to Scorpios, okay? So we know that Virgo wanted to go out and travel and have a good time um, and get away on a vacation. If not, uh, you know, Scorpios in the same mode. Scorpios are dealing with the way they see their lives. They're they're learning how to re-navigate their everyday mundane world. Okay, it it's it, it, the ruling their ruling planet happens to be Pluto. It's sitting in their third house. Uh, they have an opportunity to do things differently now that that planet is in a, a particular uh, motion. That we call retrograde it allows them to rethink a previous plan and and maybe say it in a softer nicer way scorpio is is the planet that loves power you know libra loves beauty scorpio loves power they're always struggling with the power the love of power or the power of love and if they can just stick to the power of love they're going to get through this month pretty easily the sun is going to be triangulating them making them a little bit more emotional but if they can get away on a trip like virgos or join the virgos on a trip, they're going to do great. If not, a little uh, seminar education is going to help them. Uh, they have an opportunity to actually meet somebody that they might even find worthwhile if they're single. So Scorpios have that going for them right now. They don't think things are working out in their favor. But as I told you, Jupiter taking care of Libra this year moves into Scorpio.
1: We need to take our last break, so we'll continue after that. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You on XZBN.net and KnowTheName.com.
3: Phew! Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere,
4: 24-7-365.
6: True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many Indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net.
1: Ron Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is David Edar, whose website is astrologicsciences.com. He's taken his skills to a level where he's able to do so much to help other people and from so many different modalities and so many different insights, which is just incredible. So we want to hear about those last four signs, David. Please continue. You were just leaving off with Scorpio and finishing that one up.
2: Awesome! I'm really glad I had a, that opportunity. We'll get right to it. I hope I haven't gone too fast for everybody, but we will get to Sagittarius. Okay, Sagittarius currently is is having the roughest time of all the signs this year because they've got you know the teacher Saturn, which the planet that planet's all about our reality, uh, what goes on in our world, the things that happen in real time, um, and Saturn happens to be really working on their structures, on the way they perceive their own lives, their work lives, their personal lives, and and uh, putting all that together in a structure that actually works for them so that they're not running around, you know, like a bull in a china shop, quite frankly. So we got to cut them a break because they're having to work really, really hard uh, when this next new moon hits. This moon is going to revolve around things that, that do carry the the tone of um, money and finance, as well as the the possibility of of just bonding with others. Uh, Their work has had them a little overly focused. And these are the people that will hang out uh, during the summertime while everybody else is on vacation. Uh, We look at, at, at Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and quite frankly, Pisces. All of us are going to be in the, the situation where we, we hold the fort down while people go on vacation because we prefer taking our vacations either in the fall or in the spring. So they're going to be working their butts off, and they got a lot of details to handle. Hopefully they can get that done. I don't see anything fun happening when it comes to romance, but they will get a lot of benefit and a lot of satisfaction from their work as well as uh, savings and plannings and investments working out for them through uh, throughout the rest of this summer into October, where they should be happy with some of the investments they make right now. Now we're going to deal with Capricorn. Capricorn uh, is, is probably, with this new moon, is going to have the toughest time. This is what we would call a, a zodiac sign that is on the dark side of their sun. It's the complete opposite side. Of, of their placement in the chart, and so they're going to be struggling with with energy, having motivation and desire to get things done, and they got to get things done because Capricorn is is the worker, always you know keeping the structures of of work and commitment and duty and tradition alive. They know they got a lot of planning that they need to do. Uh, their partners are probably in a position that that they need to. Uh, be very in tune with their partners right now because this is where they they feel the relief that they need so they're going to have to rely on on their relationships whether they be friends or lovers or 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 marriage partners and rely on them because they're not at their best. and they shouldn't take their inventory of what's going on in their lives too personally right now this if they look back over their lives every time around this year they always seem to you know, feel tired or overwhelmed or they start gaining weight and they're not living up to all of their to-do lists that they put together of getting things done and not everybody's on the same page as they are. But fortunately, you know, they got a lot of help with their work right now. Work seems to be stellar for them and that's going to be the bright spot of their lives. They just got to get through these few days and they'll be fine once it hits the opposite side of their birthday. We get over to Aquarius and Aquarius is, uh, Aquarius has got some interesting things going on in their lives right now. They're planning uh, (laughs) new routines for their, their diet, their exercise, their health. They're looking at all of their health issues right now. And also the way that they do their work, how they get to work, maybe finding a different route to getting to work so they can actually be on time because they're finding themselves running late on everything. So hopefully if Aquarius can organize that aspect uh, because, you know, Aquarians always eat on the run, quite frankly. Uh, they, they really should use this new moon to put in an exercise program that helps them get grounded. They live in their heads a lot and, and they get scattered very, very easily. This is a good time to look at the things that can ground them and and, and improve their diets as well as maybe take up yoga or, or a light exercise routine, even if it requires... Just walk around the block. It will really help you during this time. And last but not least, we get over to Pisces. Pisces, Pisces is, is in need of a lot of fun right now. This would be a good time for Pisces to not turn down any party invitations. You know, Of course, we're talking from the 23rd, and this will carry us until about the 20th, the 19th or 20th of July. They need to get out. <clears throat> and if they can get out to the water, more so to them. Remember, when Pisces feels overwhelmed, they need to remind themselves, go wash your face, go go wet yourself uh, and clear yourself because Pisces is that one sign that absorbs uh, negative energy and turns it into positive energy. And during a summertime period like this, if they're not close to a water source, they don't realize how many people they're filtering and, and cleansing without even realizing or being asked for permission to do so, and they, they, they get tired real, real easily. So if they can get to a swimming pool, a river, a stream, or an ocean, they're going to do fine. They need to get out and have some fun. This new moon is definitely in their favor. So that covers it, Sharon. I hope I kept that short, sweet, and to the point. I did. (laughs)
1: Thank you so much. Now I want to know, you have stressed that the sun sign, the moon sign, and the ascendant are the most important out of all of them. Would you tell us why and what each one stands for?
2: When you can have uh, an astrologer always needs to know your exact birth time when you can give that exact birth time, it shows which constellation was on the horizon when they were born. We have 12 zodiac signs, which allows us 12 houses where those planets will fall. According to a birth time, that rising sign is actually the mask you put out to the world. You can be a Libra, but somebody might say, "Man, I, I pictured you for a Scorpio. You're so darn powerful. You're able, you know, to get so many things done. Uh, you're the CEO of this company. How do you do it? You know?" And and that could be reminiscent of, of their the, the way they're perceived with a, a a Scorpio rising, even though they're a Libra who knows how to find balance within power. You see how that works? And the moon sign is who you are emotionally. So knowing that birth time and that birth city helps us uh, calculate the longitude and the latitude of the birth chart. It allows us to really get accurate information of what you look like, what the, to, to me as an astrologer, other astrologers will laugh at me, but everything I just read to you all about what's coming in the new moon is not written. All I'm doing is I'm looking at an astrological wheel filled with hieroglyphs that represent the planets and and, and some asteroids and you know and, and moon and the sun in there. And those things speak to me. So it's like a doctor holding up an x ray and we're in triage and I just I have to make a quick assessment about what's coming and what's going on and that's how I did it. You know? And that when you can give me that birth time and that birth city, I can I, I can more accurately see how everything connects in your world and what you're going through and what you're experiencing at the moment. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. It makes a lot of sense.
2: (laughs) I'm talking a mile a minute.
1: (laughs) I think it's wonderful. Are you working on anything new lately? Anything that you'd like to share?
2: I am working on the asteroid goddesses. There's, There's four of them, and this is all about the femininity returning into our collective consciousness. Uh, last month, I taught on Ceres and Vesta, and this coming month, I'll be teaching on Pallas athene and Juno. Pallas athene is the goddess of wisdom or war, and when we look at Juno, she was you know uh, zeus's wife in 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 the mist. She represents all of our sacred relationships, you know why we marry certain people. Uh, what traits we're looking for, they, they, they tend to play out as character traits when I'm looking at an astrology chart. They also do play out in some of the transits when we find ourselves in conflict with certain issues or, or certain policies. These asteroid go- goddesses help us understand why we may feel so strongly, let's, let's say, in regards to uh, who's running the country right now. Uh, a lot of the placements okay, of the series. Yeah.
1: <laughs> on that note, we're conclude. I, I want to thank you for joining us tonight, David. It has just been a joy. Be prepared and surprised and pleased if you get to experience David Edar's work. Again, his website is astrologicsciences.com. David excels at taking complicated ideas, combining them, and then presenting them in an understandable way. This is found in his first vowel of his first name being an A. If your first vowel and your first name is an A, you have this ability also. Do you want to know where your genius lies? I'm Sharon Lynn Wyatt, host of the radio show, Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which can be heard every weekday at various hours right here on XZBN.net Radio and XZone Radio Station and on KnowTheName.com. Tune in to hear the fascinating ways other people discovered the genius in them and what they were able to accomplish. In each upcoming show, you'll hear clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius, For all the days and times of Know the Name, Know the Genius in you, please go to xzbn.net and check out our broadcast schedule. If you wish to know how to read a person's name or more about your own name and how you can discover your own innate genius, go to the website, knowthename.com, and give yourself the gift of a session to find out what your name says about you and how knowing your name and what it means can help you to live to your best and highest. This is Sharon Lynn Wyeth signing off. I'm